Welcome to the NL full-time podcast. It's a special one. It is England C. They're taking on Wales. We're here at the team hotel and then we'll be heading off to the match later, being played at Moss Lane in Altrincham. So we'll be talking to some of the players pre-match, our manager Paul Fairclough hopefully, and then we'll be doing little snippets throughout the game and post-match chat. So Paul, how's, it, how's the prep been going then? The prep's been going great. Um... Uh, you know, it's been different this year because we we decided, or I decided, to just use one player per club, uh, which left me with a with a squad of 25, 24 from the National League and one from the, 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 the League South. Uh, because it's the business end of the season, and I wanted mm. managers to sh- I wanted to show managers that I was respectful of the situations of promotion mm. and relegation. So. And we've probably had a bit more. We've had a better response than ever before. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, in the last forty-eight hours, we've had some, you know, problems. Uh, we had the boy Daly from Woking. We knew that was, that was a long-term injury. Mm. Still, I think it's going to be another couple of weeks yet. And then we lost um, the boy um, Magnus Norman from Oldham on the, the Friday. He had an injury in training, and we spoke to him on Saturday, and the lad was. On the floor, you know, he was really upset about missing out. Um, and then we lost. Uh, I went to see Langstaff on Saturday, he, and he got a he got a fair bit of stick. You know, he got he got battered at times, mm. but he said he was okay. But felt a little bit sore. And then overnight, Saturday night, it, it really began to kick in. You know, so the kid was very upset. I have to say. Mm. Um, and then there's been a bug going round at Wrexham for a, for a few days, actually, a couple mm. of weeks. And the boy, Dolby, he was due to start on Saturday. Mm. Got the bug, uh, reported to the club, and they said, well, look, you, you can't start. What condition you're in? And we put you on the bench. And he went on for 10 minutes, and he was floored. Mm. So he, he was out. I didn't want any player bringing anything to the no. camp, camp. So I hope to, you two are all right. You haven't brought anything. <laughs> Um, so no, he's uh, so they're the, they're the things you know. You have to have, we, but we're ready for all those things. You know, twenty odd years of experience tells me I have to be on my toes, ready to be able to replace people. And Mick Payne spoke to um, uh, David Unsworth at Oldham on the on Saturday, and, and, and David was you know thrilled and chuffed to bits with the honour that it got, and was disappointed for his lad. And he said, look, you know, he's, he's right behind the England seed. Anything he can do to help and all that. So I said, oh, I think I'll take Joe Nuttall then. <laughs> so uh, we took Joe. And, uh, yeah, Joe's, Joe's been great since he joined the camp. Um, you know, I need, I need to grab someone of quality who's local with the logistics of travelling mm. you know, transferring someone from all the, one end of the country. Uh, and the lads have come in. And um, it's because it's one from each club. It's a, it's pretty unique because they don't know each other, mm. you know. They probably kicked each other, mm. but they don't know each other, and um, so it's been interesting watching them come in together, you know, and and gelling together. Um, they they they've looked uh, and trained really really well. Um, I, I I'm excited about seeing them now. Without me and without my my coaching staff, I want to see them what they do when they cross the white line. Because last season, we had a similar process where the, the, the lads were good, but they crossed the white line and didn't perform at all. Mm. You know, a lot of people who we expected to do well didn't. 
which was very disappointing. Um, the average age of last year's side was was much more mature than what this one. This one is the average age of 23. That one was average age of about 27, 28. Um, so uh, I've reverted back to in the main younger players um, because it tells me I get a better response, you know, and um, so. And historically, England C has had, you know, we've had open age before, mm -hmm. way back in the day, you know, but I think you've got a different type of player. And, and so, so, yeah, you're dealing with a different type of person and, mm. and they've been, it's been fantastic watching them, how they gel. Obviously, playing a Wales side, and it's, a lot of the Welsh players he played last year are, play, are in the, named in the squad this time as well, aren't they? I think I'd do the same, wouldn't you, <laughs> if you battered us 4-0, yeah. hey, which they did, you yeah. know, he, he said, you know, I'll, I'll reward those lads and uh, we're game on, you know, let's let's pick it up from where we left off. Obviously, it's great as well that Altringham are feeling, being so receptive as well to you coming in and playing at the ground. Yeah, uh, Phil Parkinson uh, has been an absolute star. star. I mean, he, you know, he, he's just helped helped us so, so much, you know, and even to the point of, you know, his physio has been allowed to come with us for the period of, of time. That's been terrific. Uh, the training facility he's allowed us. Um, he's really been helpful, and and we like to do eleven v eleven sessions because we can only uh, carry a squad of sixteen. You know, that's such are the finances, mm. and uh, so I need I always need six players, and so he helped us along with Paul Fay, who's the academy manager at Altrincham, to bring in uh, six of their better players or six of their aspiring young players. Um, and they slotted into this uh, session, so they've done, they've done everything possible they can for us. Um, and then today we, you know, we we've, we've had a good day's training as well because we traded, we went to Manchester United today. Mm. We didn't tell the lads they were going, so it was a bit of a surprise for them, uh, a bit of a treat for them really. Yeah, I mean that that must be great for them. And a lot of the players I know we speak to feel privileged, don't they, that they're able to just pull on the England shirt at any level? I would think so. I'd be disappointed if they didn't, mm. you know. Um, because it's it is a special special moment. How many how many people are going to be able to you know say I played for England? You know the story of of Fraser Franks, mm. Fraser Franks who had to retire early from football when he was when he was a young boy, six years old, seven years old. He wrote a, a long long letter in school saying that he wanted to be captain of England mm. and play for England. Well. As it turned out, he never made it as captain of, no. of, of the full England team, but he made the captain of, of England C. And he never forgets that. You know, his mother gave him that letter mm. later on in life and showed it to him, you know. And now Fraser's gone on as a person. I, I mean, he's a role model now for a lot of, lot of players and sports people. It's great as well to hear the passion in your voice for it all still. I bet when the anthem goes, you still get the goosebumps, don't you? I, I get so much pride when I put on a... You know these 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 England shirts, I mean, partially because there's new bloody kit every time we come. So I can't keep track of the kids we have. But no, it's great. It's put put. It's it's a real you know it's a real responsibility. You know, I, I'm given, I'm playing God almost by selecting these young players. You know, how have I got the right to do that? But a lot of work goes into selecting this team. And and you never know how much you know. Lots of detail, and we tried different ways to bring together the groups, and but it, it you know it's just I just love doing it. 
and uh, and and I'll I'll carry on doing it as long as they'll allow me to or they want me to be the England manager. And obviously last year you said obviously we lost four 0 What do you want to see different from the team this year? Obviously other than the win. Well, the the thing I want to see that's different. Look, Wales. Listen, let's not get away from the fact that we've played Wales so many times across the years, and I've watched very carefully, and it was reflected in the World Cup, the recent World Cup. Welsh football has improved no end. You know, we the common denominator in all the games against Wales is that Wales don't know how to give in. You know, they will battle. I can remember playing them not so long ago when we were um, we were cruising over in Wales somewhere at 3-0 and before we knew it, they were on our tails again, you know. Mm. Uh, they, they don't know how to give in. And one of the key points for me for tonight is that, you know, managers say, well, you've got to compete, uh, you know, against a, a strong physical side. Well, we haven't got, just got to compete. We've got to compete better than them. We've got to be better than them at, at one of their major strengths. Don't get me wrong, they're, they're, they're very technical as well. Right? They're very technical. But the main element to me, from what I can recall from last season, is that we have got to compete and be up for the, the physical challenge. And obviously last year, Will Evans, who was in the Welsh side, got a move to Newport off the back of it. Yeah. How good of an opportunity is it for... Well, the Welsh lads and obviously the English lads to perhaps put themselves in the, the shop window and yeah, the showcase look, talent. I mean, of course. I mean, Welsh football, as, as we've said, is getting better and better and, and, and clubs are looking, you know, further afield. I mean, for some reason, they, a lot of scouts ignore the Welsh League. Well, this wrong because there's a, there's a hive of talent there. And, you know, there's, there's, the scouts get drawn to these sort of games. We, we've got, you know, our, our administrator has got a list as long as his arm of clubs who want to come to the game tonight. So yeah, and plus the fact it's it's on it's on TV online, so it's a big it's a big event. And obviously you would have watched and seen and read and heard a lot about all these players. Is there anybody that's really stood out and impressed in training? Every one of them, every single player has has shown something that I wasn't expecting in a good sense. Every single, every single one of them, all of the entire 16, I've had wonderful <coughs> response from them. They've opened up in this room here. You know, they've, been, they've come together as a group, we've shared things, and I've got no, no, you know, no problems at all. They're, they are, I've learned so much about each one of them in a very positive fashion. So Sam, England camp, how are you finding it so far? Yeah, brilliant. I mean, obviously, all the lads have obviously all settled in. Um, I think, to be fair, everyone's getting on with everyone and say we've had a couple of sessions now and the training's been good as well, so raring to go for tonight. How many How many lads do you actually know? Personally, I think there's already a few that obviously know from obviously the past and all that, but obviously everyone's played against each other, so we all know what everyone's like as well. So, say everyone's all gelled together quite quickly. And obviously, do you feel like You've made it as a player when you're in the hotel like this and all the sort of training you've got and the build-up to it and everything. I think it's a massive honour. I think it just shows, obviously, the seasons that we've all had individually as well. But, like, from that perspective, we've obviously still got a job to do tonight and hopefully we can get the win as well. Yeah, how, how will it feel when you're hearing the anthem later on? 
unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, like obviously, you, like you say, you walk around with a kit on, it's an honour. You hear the anthem, it's an honour, and then even when you're playing, it's an honour as well. So you're going to enjoy the occasion for sure. And you've had a great season yourself personally with your club as well. Um, despite you being part-time, you defied a lot of odds, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I think a lot of people expect us to be relegated by Christmas. Um, but we always knew behind closed doors that we could do something. Um, I mean, obviously, to get over the points tally that we had last year um, now, and then we'll just see what happens from now to the end of the season. Does this kind of spur you on again? Does it give you the motivation to, to go on and maybe push on to look into the Football League in the future? 100%. I think, obviously, the last like, f three or four years, for me personally, probably wasn't the best. Um, but obviously, the, the experience I've had at Wilstone this year, um, even last year at Horsham, and obviously this now, just does give me that little bit of like, edge to kind of go and give it another real good crack. And I'm guessing your family and friends will be up? Yeah, my parents on their way up as well, as well as my missus as well. So they're making a journey up from Sussex, so they'll be there tonight. Joe, obviously, uh, second time with the squad, yeah. you're the only member from, from last time. Yeah. Um, you'll obviously be wanting a better result for starters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think um, as much as we enjoyed being part of it last year, the result was, um, wasn't was very good, to put it the nicest way. So just hoping for a better result today and hope I'm positive we can get it. And it must be great to uh, get another call-up. Like I say, you're the only one from last time who's got another call-up. Obviously, some have moved up mm. into the Football League and things like that. Yeah, definitely. It's always a proud moment, I think, getting a call-up in any, any regard. But to know I've done it uh, a second time in a row, it's always nice. But um, I've got to go back it up now and hopefully put a win on my record rather than a, a, a loss. Yeah, obviously, the lads, Paul's just mentioned it there about they're all different lads. You've all one play from each club, so I suppose... You only know them from playing them, really. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I know uh, one of them from coming on loan, but it's it's nice to see people coming out of their comfort zones. I think if there was more than one from club, you get little clicks here and there, yeah. maybe. And, but it allows you to uh, get to know people more, and it's uh, only beneficial for the team at the end of the day. Take that back to your club on yeah, the weaknesses, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In terms of, do you, I suppose the team bonding is really important then when you all meet up and don't really know each other. Yeah, I mean, the first day we had, we had a big meeting getting to know each other and, and you find out a lot of stuff about each other that you probably don't know about a lot of the people at your club. So it's it's nice to see people, not just on the pitch, off the pitch, what they're like and uh, build friendships at the end of the day and hopefully we can work together and get the get the result that we want tonight. Obviously Luke said that you're the only person that was in it last year. Do you feel a little bit of a responsibility or a bit more leadership than the other lads coming into it having been there before? Yeah, I think um I think look before there's a lot of the lads asking oh what what are we going to be doing and I'm like if it's anything like last year it'll be this but you just got to help people get through it. Um it's obviously quite a a proud moment for everybody but whatever experiences I can help take from my experiences in the past I'll use it to the lads to help and especially in the game tonight I think uh, it's obviously a big occasion but having done it before and I can hopefully be a calming influence and hopefully get us over the line as well.
Just a couple of minutes in, Wales have got a free kick here, right on the edge of the area. Owen steps up. And it's somehow bundled wide by Sam Howes. Really well struck, and Howes did really well to just get something behind it. Yeah, he had to get something behind it. Quick, uh, slick pitch with the weather, and uh, he got some criticism on the weekend for his uh, part against Scunthorpe, but he did well there to, uh, to keep it out. 20 minutes gone, nil-nil, Joe, and it's been a really bitty start. Not helped by the pitch, not helped by the conditions. And um, three different England players have had treatment. Uh, they've all been able to carry on, but um, subsequently, one of them, uh, Kenton Richardson, has come off, hasn't he, and uh, been replaced by Jesse Deborah. So, you know, one person's disappointment is another one's opportunity, I guess. Yeah, and Deborah's got to take the chance now. Um, but obviously, Mike Willison will be very unhappy uh, letting a player go, one of his key players, ahead of a key run in for them to try and stay in the league and to get a player uh, taken off injured so early is uh, not the ideal start for him. What we don't know is though it could well have been precautionary, couldn't it? So uh, they won't take any unnecessary chances. But uh, meanwhile, 22nd, 23rd minute, pretty much halfway through the first half. And Wales have got another corner. They've definitely bossed the opening 25. England uh, really only been up the other end a couple of times. In comes the corner and it uh, comes to nothing. Well, that corner just sums up the game so far, I think, lacking any quality. Half hour mark here. We've got another injury. This time it's to the Welsh goalkeeper who uh, just came off worst in a collision with Jesse Deborah. Um, but the best England chance of the, uh, of the night so far, Joe, um, getting the centre-backs up for a set-piece, playing it down the right-hand side. And I think the initial header was from Aqua, wasn't it? Yeah, a really well-worked move. Lovely crossing from Scott Morris and Aqua getting up. And uh, Deborah couldn't, just, couldn't quite convert his, uh, his header past the goalkeeper and obviously landed on the goalkeeper. That's the last person in this team I'd want landing on me so uh, yeah hopefully he's okay and would you believe it right on half time England have scored it was a triple chance the ball in from the right hand side and uh, Joe they got it in the net eventually at the third attempt yeah yeah really really good a uh, couple of attempts Nuttall I think it was first and uh, de Havilland saw a shot blocked and uh, then followed up and, and volleyed home Looks like one of the Welsh coaches on the bench threw his toys out the pram there. Book went flying. With a bit of a bit of a dilemma on the bench. So uh, yeah, but a brilliant end to the half for England. And a really good goal scoring season for Ryan de Havilland, who just seems to pop up in the right place at the right time. And uh, yeah, so right on half time, it's uh, England one, Wales nil. Joined by Nonley Paper editor in chief Matt Badcock at half time here at Alty. Um, scrappy first half, not helped by the conditions and lots of treatment to lots of players, but England have uh, gone and done, scored at the perfect time, haven't they? Yeah, if you're going to score, score right before half-time and go in with the uh, wind in your sails. I think that's what they've obviously done there. Um, yeah, very stop-start, isn't it? It's been not really, not, not many chances, not really got into a flow of the game as such, but it's been an interesting one. And, you know, Wales had a couple of good chances, just uh, uh, one early on, low free kick, and, and then one that Sam Howes did well to save, um, to save his, at his near post. So definitely uh, an interesting tie so far. I think all bar one of the England defence has gone down needing treatment at some point, and, and sadly Kenton Richardson has, has to come off. We don't have too many details at the minute, but hopefully that's just precautionary. 
But it is a worry, isn't it? Um, and we love to get behind England Sea. We love to see these fixtures and we'd like to see more of them. But the timing of the games is so crucial as well. And, uh, you know, disappointingly, but perhaps inevitably, the, the two uh, forwards from Wrexham and Notts County got pulled, didn't they? Yeah, I think, um, I know Paul Fairclough was at Notts County's game uh, against Bayern on Saturday and I think he saw where Macaulay Langstaff had a, had a pull. And um, he, sees, he said he sort of kept his eyes on him for about five minutes watching him, and he could see that he wasn't wasn't quite quite right. And you know, obviously, yeah, there's a difficulty that um, that um, it is players that get pulled out. And I've often said it can be the making of some players. I think about Alex Woodyard, who came in a few years ago, came off a contingency squad out of nowhere, was playing for Concord Rangers, where came went on to become an England C regular uh, over the next few years, captained uh, England C, and then is now playing in the Football League and played in League One and. Uh, I think he might even be captain at AFC Wimbledon in League 2 now. So, you know, it can be the making of, of a player. Um, Sam Dolby, I know there was a sickness bug going around at Wrexham. And I think he was supposed to start on Saturday and they, they could only put him on the bench and he came on at the at the very end. So, something that's always been uh, England C's kind of issue that they've had to deal with. Um, but it, is, it does give others a, a chance and, you know, speaking to those players, you can see how much it means to them. And while we've got you, Matt, fascinating title race in the National League. Um, I've been covering it for 10, 11 years myself. Dare I say, much as you're younger than me, you've been covering it longer. Um, what do you make of it? Can you remember one quite like this? I think the levels that both Wrexham and Notts County are showing are completely, you know, I can't remember anything like that. You know, I've seen some really, really good football teams who, who've, who've racked up an awful lot of points, but where where they are where they are at the moment, Wrexham and Notts County is just in, insane, really. Um, you know, they're both obviously going to get over 100 points. One of them will definitely go up. It's, it's whether the other one will get up through the through the playoffs. And I think it's you know the calls for three up have been loud for many many years, but they're getting you know even louder now when you sort of look at the um, at the levels that these two teams are are reaching. So last 25 minutes of the game then, and uh, we're going to see Ollie Dyson coming on, uh, and uh, Joe Sabara coming off for England. He's given his all. The only prior capped England C player his, his game is run. You make of that substitution, Joe? Yeah, um, good player coming on uh, in Ollie Dyson. Hopefully he'll hoover up the, hoover up the lost balls in the midfield. Uh, Joe Sabara, lots of work he's had to get through. We've uh, been a bit isolated in the middle. Final whistle gone here at Moss Lane and England have done it. They've uh, got themselves a creditable 1-0 win against Wales. Tyler, a proud moment for you and your family. Um, not only did you get selected for England, but uh, you got the honour of the skipper's armband as well. Um, just tell us how that felt. Yeah, obviously it's um, been a really, really good three days of the, of the training camp we've had. Um, you know, I've, we're a really tight squad already, which is which obviously you don't expect for some a team to be together for three days. Um, on the first day, you know, we've done, we got uh, done a team bonding, got to know each other and things, and um, you know, it was, it was a squad that come together so quickly. And I think Wales have a um, training camp every four weeks with that side, so um, for us to get together for three days and um, turn out such a resolute performance and togetherness and a team spirit that we did, um, it just showed how well as a group we bonded over the three days. And obviously, it was a massive honour to. Um, yeah, walk the team out and uh, represent my country. 
You had a good game, good strong game yourself and most importantly as a defender first of all it was a clean sheet for your side in, in what was a, a game in attritious conditions really wasn't it? It was, it was never going to be easy out there in those conditions. No definitely, um, it was tough, uh, yeah, we, we had to play into the conditions you know we've, we've, all, we've all been at uh, National League for a whole season so we know exactly what that takes, um, whether we need to play behind teams you know where we can get our foot down on it you know we're we're all intelligent players um, that should, should know how to play to the conditions and we've done that really well tonight. I didn't really think Wales threatened us much at all. I don't know whether our keeper had many saves to make, um, but you know we uh, we saw out the result and got a nice 1-0 and clean sheet win, yeah. And um, on behalf of everybody at Aldershot, I'm sure you'd be proud to, uh, to go back and join the boys. Um, as the England skipper, that's a great. Feeling, oh, massively! I'm um, yeah. definitely buzzing to go back to yeah. see parts because he's Welsh, and um, <laughs> I know last year he gave a few of the boys cheeky at Bromley a bit of um, bit of nonsense after they lost four 0 But it'll be nice to go back there with a win under my belt. So um, no, obviously I just want to take this opportunity to say you know thank you to everyone at Aldershot as well and um, the fans that have really welcomed me to the club and um, gave me that real confidence to to have in my own ability to play every week and. Um, that, that's got me to this situation now and um, thank Ross and the, the coaching staff and obviously my teammates um, you know this it was an honour to play for my country and wear the number five shirt which I've worn all season and just a final word for your family really you travelled in force tonight a long way as well to come and support you yeah I didn't realise I could get in free tickets which I ain't told them yet <laughs> they ended up spending about seven quid <laughs> um, but no yeah it's um, a lot of uh, buzzing to have them there and um, you know it's a real it's a real touching moment to have my family there watching me and representing my country and um, to get something that will always be with me for the rest of my life. Um, you know, obviously this hat and my kit and um, obviously the armband that will that will always be with me and my family. I think that was a, you know, with all the lows and ups and downs constantly through obviously leaving a Premier League club, um, I think that tops it off for me. That's uh, my, my proudest achievement of my career so far. Um, I think that a lot of people can say that playing for their country. Joined by uh, Paul Fairclough and Mick Payne after the England C game against Wales. Paul, last year it was a 4-0 defeat and I know uh, that's weighed heavily on your mind. A um, little bit of retribution tonight. You got the game done 1-0. Uh, I think you're being kind there. It was a 4-0 slaughter that's haunted me for 12 months. Um, and it... It was never. It was wasn't. It wasn't about retribution. I, I it, in my career, I've not talked about rep, you know retribution or or revenge. I just needed to get a, a a performance from the players because last year we we never got that performance, even though we had players who are now playing in the football league. Um, but this group, it they they appeared throughout the few days that they've been with us they almost took responsibility for that result as well I could feel it from them you know and um, and and I thought this evening was uh, a really strong performance against a really difficult team they were hard to break down weren't they Wales um, but that needed your your defence your, your, your keeper and your guys at the back to be on their game and they were throughout and um, Sam Howes did well in goal and your skipper Tyler Cordner, um, Vinnie Harper, all outstanding performances. Well, you just 
you know, he's called it right, Rob. You know exactly that. Sam Howells went and called upon, especially early on in the game. He has had to pull off a great save from a free kick. You know, the conditions were, you know, horrendous really for a goalkeeper. But that's his job and that's what he did. And he made another couple of good saves during the uh, that opening 45. And you're right, you know, Tyler called it the skipper. I mean, led by example, not just... I'll tell you this as well. Off the field as well, he led by example. He was a, he was a leader and really showed so much uh, maturity out there today. And... Uh, not just in defending, but you know, on the ball as well. It was it was a great, great performance from that fella. And uh, like like Paul Fairclough said, you know, it was a really workmanlike performance. Everyone played what we we needed from them, and uh, in the end, we got the result because they put it up themselves. The boys, the word was win, and we won. Brilliant stuff. And Paul, it wasn't lost on me. Many many years at Barnet, and you picked a player from each of the uh, clubs, and it was a Barnet player that scored the winning goal. Yeah, <laughs> I did smile when he scored it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's the first time that we've used this sort of tactic um, to select the side because I, I, I'm very uh, I obviously managed in this league uh, and, and in other leagues. I'm very conscious of the fact of the time of the year that this fixture is played. It, it's the business end of the season, so I made the the decision by myself that I was going to play a younger squad because last year the average age was about 28, 29. This year it was 23. I was going to pick a younger squad and I was only going to pick one player from each club in the initial 25-man squad plus one from the South Division. Uh, and I've had a terrific response. You know, the managers and, and clubs have, have, have looked at that and, and said, well, yeah, that's fair, really. You know, because we're, we're, relegation and, and promotion are at stake in all the leagues. And, and I think the ma- managers and coaches and, as I say, clubs were respectful of that. And so we ended up with with our, our better players. I mean, look, you, you, Rob, you, 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 if you were picking a real England team, you'd have twos and threes from clubs. But it wouldn't go down well. I'd be, I'd, mm. you know, I'd be forever mopping up because we'd had dropouts or fallouts for one reason or another. But no, it's been great. Unfortunately, we lost some key players, like Langstaff, but that was genuine. I was at the game. Mm. He got he got battered. Um, there's been a bit of a bug going round at, at Rex, Wrexham. Mm. You know, that's been going around for a couple of weeks and the boy Dolby went down with that. Young Daly went down early on, and we know he's had a serious injury, but he'll be back maybe in another week or two. And then Mick, Mickey Payne went down to Oldham and to commiserate with uh, uh, Agnes Norman, who was in bits that he couldn't make the game. Mm. Um, but so it's worked in some respects, you know, the, the, the just choosing the one player per club. Excellent stuff. And how dearly would you love? To, uh, to get out there again sooner rather than later this time and, uh, and maybe get something going on the home international front like it used to be. I mean, there's a lot of people calling for that, Paul. Well, Rob, listen, please tell the FA that. Please tell the FA that. It, it, I have to say, and I'm not ashamed to say it and I'm not afraid to say it, but the FA at top level is not recognising England C. Um, and yet we've had 350, 360 players pass through our hands who've gone into the Football League, who've even played Premiership football and have played international football for other, other countries. And if that's not, shouldn't be part of the DNA of 
grassroots football, mm. then I don't know what, what is. Well, that is it. Thank you very much for listening to this special NL full-time. As always, we've enjoyed being in and around the England Sea squad and watching the game unfold. Don't forget to subscribe and we're on Twitter as well. Go to at NL full-time. We're on Instagram as well. There's a few stories on there from our evening out and we'll be back at the weekend with a full review of the National League. (laughs) 